So the battery's at 5%, but we're going to try and record it anyway. Uh, welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Um, it's infrequent that we get two different... I mean, they're not two different, because I feel like these two topics would have been used in conversation together. Um, anyway, come, come Oscar season. But uh, it's infrequent that outside of, you know, that season, we get two stories that are different, yet at the same time intersect in this way. And we're talking about the trailer for Dune and the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the new Oscar, uh, uh, qualifications for Best Picture. Um, let's start with the trailer for Dune, but my thoughts on that are pretty, you know, straightforward. I have actually never seen the David Lynch movie, um, I've never watched it. I've seen bits and pieces. I know Sting's in it. I know there's a, uh, a soundtrack by uh, by Toto. Um, so it's not like I'm completely blind to it, uh, but I haven't seen it. Um, in terms of reading the book, I listened to part of the audiobook, uh, and then Libby needed to return it because you only get a 14-day loan. So I didn't quite finish it. But uh, eventually, you know, I'll get back to it. I'm going to end up buying it from Audible so, with uh, my credit next month. But... You know, it, it, it's one of those that I couldn't quite finish uh, in time, but uh, at the same time, I, I'm, I still really like it so far from where I've gotten through. Um, that said, uh, trailer looks beautiful. Um, I think that one of the things I've seen a lot of people talking about is how much uh, the world of uh, the world of Arrakis really um, draws on inspiration from uh, Arabic and Middle Eastern. Um, like aesthetic and culture and themes and things like that, uh, and and they didn't do a great job casting this movie. I've seen people say things about Denis Villeneuve, however you pronounce his name. I know it's very French. Uh, I, I always want to pronounce it as if it was Spanish, um, but I know he's French, and I know his first name is Denis, uh, not Dennis. Um, Villeneuve, um, and you got to do that slight French accent on it to really bring your point home for a landing, but either way, the point is, uh, people were not happy about the cast, the casting being, you know, mostly white, and, you know, based on his other works, be it, you know, Blade Runner 2049, be it Arrival, be it, you know, things like that, women and people of color tend to take a backseat towards, you know, white people, which in this case would be, um, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is a, a, a fantastic actor. I liked him in Little Women. I've liked him, you know, in other things. And I've advocated for if they were to do a Batman Beyond live-action movie, I think he'd be a great choice to play Terry McGinnis. Um, obviously, Bruce, uh, Bruce, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. I think that'd be an interesting movie to see. Um, and I, I, I've seen like. I like him as an actor, but I feel like this would have been a, this is a missed opportunity to really elevate, you know, one of the uh, worst represented groups in Hollywood um, is, is Middle Eastern people um, across the board. No matter what country they hail from, Middle Eastern people are routinely, like, if they have a role, they are shoved off to be, um, like, terrorists or barbarians or any number of other things you know, racist, you know, caricatures of, uh, of people instead of, you know, having actual roles, and so we have, like, uh, we have, there are a few who have, you know, managed to get out of that, but even that, they don't really have, you know, too many of those taking a, a center, a center stage, like, um, Mena Al-Masood, who played, um, a 
Aladdin in the Aladdin live-action version hasn't gotten work since Aladdin. And that movie grossed over a billion dollars. And you can say, well, that wasn't because of him, that wasn't because of the star power of Will Smith, but he did a good job in that movie, too. He had a large role, and he had a singing role, and he, he's a he's a good actor. And that, that movie, you know, he, he could have gotten more after that, but he didn't, for whatever reason. And we know what reason that is. Um, so this is a real missed opportunity on that front. Um, but of the cast they do have, it's like, you know, why is Harvey, Javier Bardem in brownface? Why is, like, like why is everyone kind of in in, in, in whiteface at one point? Like, I, I just don't know. I don't quite understand a lot of the decisions that were made there. I do, I'm, I'm going to see it when it comes out on video on the band, but that's right, we're never reopening movie theaters in New York State. Um, but, like, it, it looks interesting. Um, so, I don't know. Um, but, which does bring us to our other topic for today, the new Academy Award Best Picture qualifications. Now, that's the first thing, is that these qualifications only apply to being nominated for Best Picture. You can still be nominated for any other role, Best Actor, Best Actress, uh, Visual Effect, anything like that. And, as far as from what I can understand from what I read, um, you can, it only affects Best Picture, these new qualifications. And the new qualifications are that your production, and I think it's only because, the, like, the... What the ethnic rape makeup or the um, or the, uh, the gender makeup of the rest of the movie is doesn't have too much impact on the individual performance of an actor, um, but it does have an impact on the overall production of the you know of the movie. Um, so it kind of makes a little bit more sense for it to be um, more than just what's it called? More than just. Uh, um, for just best picture. Now, herein lies my uh, what's it called? My my big issue with like uh, with, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's a good idea because uh, if you look at other movies that were nominated for best picture over the last few years, be it um, what's it called? Be it uh, uh, if you look at last year, the Parasite, nineteen seventeen, uh, Joker, um, and all of that very few movies would actually end up being excluded um, from being nominated for Best Picture under these categories, and really it depends on how, how the movie is made, and, you know, it could cause roles that are small to be elevated larger to make sure that they hit qualification for Best Picture. So, like, say Joker, which Zazie Beetz's role is very small in the movie, could end up being, um what's it called, could end up having a larger role had the movie come out in 2024 when these new qualifications take uh, advantage so that way they hit it. Now it could lead to tokenism, it could lead to that, and it could lead to the the opposite effect instead of elevating um, a lot of um, actors of color and actresses of color and, you know, uh, underrepresented uh, racial groups, it could have the effect where it's like there's like two or three actors in that group and they get all the roles and it's like you know we're going to keep like we need to have a supporting actor who's who's a minority so what's uh what's denzel washington doing what's uh, john boyega doing what's um uh um like um what's uh sandra oh doing and it's like that's one possible effect but i have a feeling that's not going to happen um and I think this is going to create a great opportunity to look into underrepresented communities and see what kind of talent we can get out of it. Um, and if you look at, like, last year's nominees, it's like, I think 
you would have been able to make the case that Joker doesn't qualify because Zazie Beetz's role is so small, but at the same time, she also had, like, the second biggest role of any secondary character in the movie, so it's kind of iffy. Um, so, like, if you were to pick one actress to be the lead actress in the movie, it would obviously be his mom. If you pick a supporting actress for the sake of nominating someone for an Academy Award, I'd guess you'd say Zazie Beetz because she's the only other one with a line. Granted, I've only seen the movie, like, twice or three times, so it's not really something that, you know, I can, I can speak to fluently. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would definitely not qualify because there's not a, uh, an, an actor uh, of color in the entire movie. Um, it's a very white movie. I seem to recall... I recall that. Like, the entire principal cast is a very Caucasian... Uh, a very Caucasian movie. Um, 1917, you might run into that issue. I haven't watched 1917 yet, though, so I could be wrong. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, you might run into that issue. But the at the same time, it's like... Movies like... Um, what's it called? Movies like... Uh, Marriage Story would also rent that issue where they don't have a, uh, a significant role for a minority actor or actress, but at the same time, the movie is, um, what's it called? Uh, the movie still covers, uh, the other base, which is, you know, elevating women or, uh, other underrepresented minorities to be at least 50% of the cast, and, like, Marriage Story would hit that. Um, like, Joker wouldn't, um, and I don't think 1917 would either. So it's a, um, what the call it's a, it's an interesting thing that we're going to see happening. Um, and quite honestly, the fact that so few movies are being, would be impacted recently tells you that this is not a drastic step. And you see a lot of people online like, oh, this is Hollywood trying to force wokeness on us. This is, but look at how many movies would actually be impacted by this. And one of the qualifications is the behind the camera thing. So we can't even qualify, like, what the what the diversity makeup is of uh, a production company is not something that's widely available. Like we don't know what the uh, what the racial demographics are of the VFX studio who who worked on Endgame. We we just don't know that. So like that or, or like on the crew on the ground. We got we we can. I mean, you could go through IMDb and do that, but that's not something I'm going to, to do. Make a really honest with you. Um, so really, what I'm trying to say is, like, this is a, a, a good step, um, and it might promote more people of color and more people who wouldn't have ordinarily gotten roles into leading roles, and it might force Hollywood to look beyond the same seven people um, to, to, to look at roles, uh, to, to, try and get, to, to try and get roles filled in Hollywood, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, so I know in the episode I uploaded this morning, I said that the next episode would be the, uh, the tribute to Jadwick Boseman. That is going up tomorrow morning as as planned uh, right now. This is going up now, obviously. Um, if I'm not too tired, I mean, it, it's like 10.30 right now. I'm exhausted. But if I, uh, if I can uh, watch Dune and not fall asleep on my couch while doing it, uh, I will review Dune tomorrow. If not, i got a few other episodes lined up down the pipe, um, all ready to, ready to go. Um, so until... Um, the next episode. Have a great rest of your week.